The memory of you emerges from the night around me. The river mingles its stubborn lament with the sea, deserted like the wharves at dawn. It is the hour of departure, O deserted one. Cold flower heads are raining over my heart, O pit of debris, fierce cave of the shipwrecked. In you, the wars and the flights accumulated. From you, the wings of the songbirds rose. You swallowed everything like distance, like the sea, like time. In you, everything sank. It was the happy hour of assault and the kiss. The hour of the spell that blazed like a lighthouse. Pilots dread fury of a blind diver. Turbulent drunkenness of love in you. Everything sank. In the childhood of mist, my soul winged and wounded. Lost discoverer in you. Everything sank. You girdled sorrow, you clung to desire, sadness stunned you, in you, everything sank. I made the wall of shadow draw back beyond desire and act. I walked on, O oh, flesh, my own flesh, woman whom I loved and lost. I summon you in the moist hour. I raise my song to you. Like a jar you housed, the infinite tenderness and the infinite oblivion shattered you like a jar. There was the black solitude of the islands, and there, woman of love, your arms took me in. and hunger and you were the fruit there were grief and the ruins and you were the miracle ah woman I do not know how you could contain me in the earth of your soul in the cross of your arms how terrible and brief was my desire of you difficult and drunken, how tensed and avid. Cemetery of kisses, there is still fire in your tombs, still the fruit boughs burn, pecked at by birds. Oh, the bitten mouth, oh, the kissed limbs, oh, the hungering teeth, oh, the entwined bodies. Oh, the mad coupling of hope and force in which we merged and despaired. And the tenderness, light as water and as flower, and the words scarcely begun on the lips. 
this was my destiny, and in it was the voyage of my longing, and in it my longing fell, and you, everything sank. O pit of debris, everything fell into you, what sorrow did you not express, and what sorrow are you not drowned? From billow to billow, you still called and sang, standing like a sailor in the prow of a vessel. You still flowered in songs, you still broke in currents, O pit of debris, open and bitter well. Pale blind diver, luckless slinger, lost discoverer, in you Everything sank. It is the hour of departure, the hard, cold hour, which the night fastens to all the timetables. The rustling belt of the sea girdles the shore. Cold stars heave up. Blackbirds migrate. Deserted like the wharves at dawn. Only the tremulous shadow twists in my hands, oh farther than everything, oh farther than everything, it is the hour of departure, oh abandoned one. is obviously a very sad poem and as you guys can tell I was sharing more uplifting scripture but I've also been reading some poems before I started reading scripture I think it's good to sometimes be reminded of of how human beings communicate love to one another and I guess in many ways we don't need a reminder of the heartaches that we go through. But when a poet does it, it's different. It's different because we're immersed in the language, in the actual linguistical representation of language. Pablo Neruda is one of the best, if not the best. Obviously, this is an English translation, but my point is when we hear a master of words describe disparity, sadness, lament, and a longing for true love and beauty. This is the reoccurring theme that we see in most human being stories, right? Most stories about human beings, relationships. My question is, 
why are we scared to learn more about what Christianity says about love? Shouldn't be that scary. In fact, if non-believers actually spend some time reading the Bible, As we all have come to learn about what scripture says about love, it's amazing. It's fascinating. And as I said in my last episode, it's illogical. Illogical in the sense that here you are trying to love somebody and then the moment that they hurt you as a Christian, we're, we're meant to forgive, right? obviously go through some counseling and and the and the process of reconciliation but ultimately forgiveness is what we're supposed to be practicing in in uh, love it's the critical ingredient you know what's interesting is that let's suppose that Pablo Neruda and the woman that he was writing this to Let's suppose the, that woman comes back to him and wants to reconcile. Why is it that he's more than likely going to reconcile with her? Simple answer. Because he loves her. So when you love somebody, you're more susceptible to forgiving them. People that say, oh yeah, I forgive you, but they don't forget your past, or at least they inadvertently or occasionally remind you of what you did to them. That's not love. You're conditioning them and thinking that you love that you love them and that they love you you don't trust them really and yes trust is something that needs to be delicate, delicate, delicately handled but that's why counseling and being with people that you know have your best interest want to see you grow spiritually and, and become the best version of who God created you to be that's why we should surround ourselves with those people right I want to say one last thing here related to this poem so Neruda consistently repeats this phrase in you everything sank what a description to describe like a situation where you're just so enamored with somebody, so drenched with who they are to you. Do you remember the episode where we talked about dwelling? That's how it feels like when you're in love with someone, but also sad to see them not there in your life anymore. Everything sinks. 
metaphorically, right? By the way, do you remember an important historical figure that walked on water and didn't sink? Keep that in mind. If that person loves you, dies for you, wants to be your best friend, father figure, maybe we should learn how he loved. Alright guys, I hope you have a great night and a great day. Bye.